Welcome back to That's Immortality, My Darlings. I'm Lacey and I'm a liar. It's episode nine. Season one. It is episode nine. Yeah. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Season seven. No. (laughs) It is the perfect storm. The perfect storm that never ends. And that we never see. You get a little bit. You get a hint. You get a very dark room. (laughs) Very dark. I honestly (laughs) thought this took place in night (laughs) time. In the school and I'm like, what are they doing there? See, you know, like last episode where you said that episode for you is Pretty Little Lies. Mm. That's what you remember. Now this is the episode that I remember. There's so many scenes that I vividly remember. That's my, this is my episode. This is the one for you. This is the one. I did find there was some stuff. I feel like it's just these, the middle of season one. I think I could recite to you. I think if we ever had a talent contest, you and I on stage, it'd be like episode eight to like, (laughs) I reckon episode 12, we've got it word by word. Nailed it. (laughs) Okay, so guys, the synopsis. A day of SAT testing is put on hold when a violent storm hits Rosewood, but the girls are stuck inside the school dealing with the drama that follows them everywhere. Oh my god. Another drama fest episode. It is. And it's interesting on the episode where we don't really go anywhere. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, we we literally don't go anywhere. It's nice. It's nice. I don't have to keep writing down. Right, now we're at so-and-so's house. Now we're at the park. Now we're in the grill. Now we're here. <laughs> don't have to start deciphering what I mean by each acronym where I'm like, what the, where are they? <laughs> but we do begin in another location. Oh, it is do, night yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> it's Spencer's house, her kitchen yeah. specifically. Mm-hmm. She is gingham chic in a little gingham t-shirt. I liked her hair. She had it up. It was cute, wasn't it? I liked it. Wavy. It was nice. They dress up for studying. I think (laughs) if it was me, I'd be really comfy, like oversized t-shirt, ugly pajama bottoms, probably Disney themed pajamas. But they looked chic. They did. (laughs) There would be like a stain on my shirt from the leftovers I'd been eating all day. (laughs) Yeah, my hair would be a mess. No makeup. Exactly. But hey-ho, they're on camera. <laughs> they, they are. <laughs> She's got her little flashcards, um, which was really funny, actually, because before they start doing whatever they're doing, she looks at her flashcards and nods at them, like, yes, yes these are the flashcards I want. <laughs> these are the ones. <laughs> which I wonder if it was uh, her, like, trying with her lines, <laughs> reading them, like, whatever I want to say. <laughs> But then she's taking it so seriously. Well, Hannah's goofing. Hannah and I are one of the same in the study session. Oh, yeah. Accurate. I mean, it's different when you're together, though, isn't it? You have to go through the goofy phase in order, yeah. to, in order to get to the, like, okay, we need to hardcore study now. It's creeping up. We need to study. But you can't just be serious the whole time when you're with friends. It's impossible. I don't even get what they're... I know it's the SATs, but why do they need to know, like, random words? They get tested on... Is their test like, here's a word, what's the meaning? If that's Maybe. their test, then sign me up. I know. <laughs> I can remember the meaning of that. Done. I've got this. Also, Hannah's eating leftover pasta, which they're acting like she's eating off the floor. If you cooked it an hour ago, I'm sure I it's know! <laughs> that's so dramatic! 
sick. Why are you still eating that? Like, how long have you been studying for? Like, days? Or just, like, a couple of hours? <laughs> how long has it been out there? And then someone's like, throw it in the trash. And then Hannah's like, oh, I'll have to eat over the trash then. <laughs> just let her eat the damn pasta, man. <laughs> but she's trying to completely derail this thing. She brings up Noel Khan. Yeah. And Spencer cuts her off like, guys, we have to focus. And Hannah says she's scary. And then Spencer's so cute. He's like, I'm not scary. Am I? Am I? <laughs> she's like probably offended that someone thinks she's scary. Yeah. I think Hannah says, oh, like, you're scary to anyone under 50. Or yeah. <laughs> and then Arya's like, you are a little scary. Yeah. A little bit. I think intimidating is probably the better word than scary, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Her. I mean, yeah, we don't know her. And then Hannah brings it back to Nolkan again. <laughs> She can't let it go. She wants the goss about Noel Khan. She's like, you know, you, you and Noel Khan would be so cute. And Iris is not having it. She's like, look, I don't want anyone more than a friend right now because she's grieving her loss for a man who can't be named. This was very reminiscent of our uni study sessions. <laughs> really? <laughs> I feel like when we were in a group, there was always one of us that was trying to gossip, probably me. And the other people were just like, let's study. And I'm like, let's talk about boys. <laughs> Hannah keeps banging on about Nolkan and then she's like, oh, you and Nolkan would look so cute together. And I'm like, I agree. I agree. Totally. I'd agree. Oh, also she mentions him about being rich and owning like half of Rhode Island. Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah, then Ara says, oh, I don't want anyone more than a friend. But then Hannah's like, but you have enough of those on Facebook. Don't you want someone, <laughs> have someone you can talk to in person and scratch and sniff? Yeah. Sorry, what are we doing? <laughs> Who are we scratching and why are we sniffing? <laughs> Do you reckon she walks up to Sean like, scratch, sniff? <laughs> yeah, she has a really weird line. But then we pivot to Alex. And Spencer tries to play it coy. They're like, oh, you're gonna ask Alex. She's like, we're fine, we're good, yeah. Like, really good. <laughs> At first I thought, oh, like, are they bad? I thought it was she was gonna say something bad, but then like her face completely changes and she's super giddy and she's scared to ruin it or whatever. But they haven't, they're not officially boyfriend, girlfriend. No, they're not boyfriend, girlfriend. And specifically Spencer's parents do not know. They do not know. Because she doesn't want them to ruin it. Mm. And then, <laughs> this is the so far the best transition in a Pretty Little Lies to me ever. Because they're like, where's Emily? And Spencer's like, <laughs> she's probably on her way over. And then it cuts to like, Emily's room in the dark and she's dirty and she's <laughs> running. And, and I was laughing so hard. <laughs> it immediately cuts to her. And it's so fast paced. The scene is so fast. She's coming her room, she's taking her jacket off, she's going for her bag, she's you're getting glimpses in the lights of her like slightly dirty, slightly wet. She's not slightly dirty, she's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> but you can't tell it instantly, you can only tell in the lights, like when the lights on her wrist, you see the mud on her face, on her clothes. There's just so much going on. She's like going for her bag, locking the doors. Like, Woman, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> the door lock got me because she went to the bed first and then locked the door. <laughs> and then she locked the door. <laughs> But also, right then, so then she gets, as she, she sits on her bed and contemplates life. Um, imagine Pam's face when she sees the sheets in the morning. Do you think Emily washed them? <laughs> Pam's gonna be like, fucking spanking time. Dirty bitch. <laughs> but then her phone goes off beside her, and before, so we get an A message. But before we talk about the A message, I really want to talk about the fact that Emily's absolutely disgustingly dirty. Her nails, <laughs> pristine. <laughs> They're nice and white. <laughs> Very white fingernail she's got there. Beautiful, beautifully manicured. 
<laughs> the A message is, there's only so much you can bury, Emily. You're not done with me yet. Dun, dun, dun. What do we infer from Emily's been burying things? Other than her sexuality. She's been trying to hide some secrets, maybe bury something, hide something. They are liars after all. It is true, that is the name. They are pretty too, hence the manicure. But <laughs> one thing to note is I think this is probably the most dramatic reaction to an, an A-Tex. Emily drops the phone, she's like proper shocked. It's not like the gasp that they do. She, she's just looking at her heart attack. She's like shocked. It's the hands <laughs> over the face. She likes B-Tech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we go into an intro. We, we do go, go into, into the an intro. intro. And then we're, we're greeted with... Get on my... <laughs> <laughs> I go shark too close to the moon. My arm just clicked so loud. <laughs> oh my god. Injury go caused by go sharks. Go sharks! Woo! <laughs> we do have a go shark, so we must drink. Maybe. Are we drinking? Drink. We're drinking. I'm drinking white wine. Oh, I'm drinking natural lime white claw because I am a basic bitch. <laughs> she gets even better because she didn't mention the fact she's drinking it out of a metal straw. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I'm also drinking out of a metal <laughs> straw because <laughs> I'm even more of a basic bitch. <laughs> okay, well, Mrs. H, Ms. Yeah, Mrs. Mrs. H. H has joined them and she looking businesswoman chic with her <gasps> umbrella. <laughs> Speaking of Mrs. H, I forgot to mention when we were in the other scene, Mrs. H does walk into the study search and she's offered the garlic the bread. Garlic bread. <laughs> and she goes, no, I can't. God, I miss food. What has she been doing? <laughs> I know. Does no one eat food in Rosewood? What is the deal with this? <laughs> Hannah has one piece of pasta and Mrs. H can't have garlic bread because God forbid. She's like, <laughs> eat some butter for me. Like, butter. Mmm. <laughs> butter. <laughs> Yummy. But she's dropped Spencer off and Spencer's like, you can go now. It's the you can go. <laughs> but no, she wants to know if the test has been cancelled, which it hasn't, I don't believe. It hasn't, no. Well, this random ass teacher who's in the hallway, she's like, the decision hasn't been made yet. So, sozzles. And then Mrs. H is like, oh, but I don't think many other students are going to get to school because of the fallen tree. And York Street is closed. And then we get Eve's dropping Wilden, who just appears from nowhere. His fat head turns around. <laughs> oh, I love I your something? description of Wilden, but you've completely oh. missed the fact that while this exchange is going on with Mrs. Hastings, Alex and Spencer see each other make out for like a minute and then oh does that happen first it happens first then they break apart as mrs hastings joins them and then spencer's like this is alex the guy oh, of course homecoming. yeah the whole awkward the awkward encounter between alex and mrs h spencer introduces them but you can see from their facial expressions that they already know each other yeah something is going on here <laughs> Which also she gives him his full name because I questioned it because she was like, this is Alex Santiago. And I was like, did I know his surname was Santiago? No, I don't think, I don't know. But yeah, as you said, it's so awkward. Spencer's looking at Alex and Mrs. Hastings like, guys, guys, are you okay, guys? <laughs> yeah, there's no like, oh my God, it's nice, so nice to meet you. Spencer's said so much about you. It's just, oh, hi, cool. <laughs> Yeah, you're there. Bye. <laughs> and then Alex is like, "Oh, I have to go sign in at the library." And then he goes, "Nice seeing you, meeting you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed that as well. <laughs> that was quite funny. What's the deal there, huh? Yeah, and then right, 
And then he goes. Oh, right, bloody... yeah. Then the random woman comes back and is like, tests are still happening. They need to go in the library. And then Mrs. H mentions the whole tree. York Street is shut. And then Mr. Big Head. He's already there, but I did not realise it was him. And he just turns his head and he's like, That's not why York Street is shut. All right, Wilden, calm down, babes. This man. (laughs) Everywhere. He wants to, well, yeah, everywhere. But he wants to be the most brooding detective because he strolls over to Mrs. Hastings. (laughs) And he's like, that wasn't because of the tree. Like, really mysteriously. He's vibrating at the chance to tell these 16-year-olds he what's happened. can't wait to tell them. It's been closed since last night. <laughs> because the memorial has been destroyed. And he doesn't just say that. He's like, they shattered the child's, broke the bench. He's like... <laughs> it. He's telling them everything that they want to hear before they're taking their <laughs> tests. <laughs> messing with 16 year old girls he's looking at every single one of them as he says it you'd think he'd be like they found her body again (laughs) (laughs) they found her chopped off finger such a creep i think mrs hastings like do you really need to be yeah, telling do they need this? to hear about this before their test no and they all look so upset and spencer's like we have to go now <laughs> <laughs> they go to the library to check in or whatever they have to do for some odd reason i've written rock and roll which i think is just maybe there was like some dramatic <laughs> music in the background maybe I didn't even pay attention to the music apart from one scene. Oh, I know why it's rock and roll. It's because it zooms in on Emily at a locker and Wilden walks <laughs> up. Yeah, because it cuts to Emily walking towards her, stro- her stroller <laughs> locker. Oh my god, she's had children already? She's like 16. <laughs> and Wilden's like, because he's got another policeman or detective or whoever the fuck it is. Like, can you give me a sec whilst I, you know, <laughs> so perv on more children? <laughs> And he's he's so persistent about Toby. Whenever he talks to Emily, he doesn't shut up about Toby. It's like, oh, have you heard from Toby? And then he brings up the memorial. Oh, what does he say about the memorial? Oh, he tells her. He's shaking, shaking at the thought of bringing it up. It's like, (laughs) like, have you heard about Toby? (laughs) The memorial's been broken. (laughs) Any chance to ruin this woman's life, kid? Oh, yeah, and then, like, Toby was spotted at a gas station last week or whatever he said, a few days ago. And she's just like... Okay. (laughs) digesting this information that he's giving her she's looking a bit sus though she's not saying much she's not very because we know emily to be a bit of a like she likes to cooperate because of pam i think so she's very she's the one to say like oh my god no i didn't have anything to do with that but in this circumstance she's she's not saying anything she's very sus and the camera just randomly starts tilting (laughs) towards her feet (laughs) it's such dramatic Pound down, and we see that her white trainers are covered in mud. Who the fuck wears white trainers <laughs> <laughs> in a storm? <laughs> cool. But I don't know if the pan was meant to be Wilden's eyes. Oh, possibly. But it was like a sudden dart down to her feet and then back up to Wilden's face as <laughs> she walked just off. <laughs> Right, so then we go to the library, and I didn't cross-check this, but I was like, is this just the same set? I don't remember many library scenes, so... I think it happened this episode and this episode only. I know, that's why I'm th- I don't remember many, if any, apart from this episode. Then maybe it's just the same set, they've just added books and shelves and stuff. But then they're whispering about this memorial, so it's three girls, Emily's not joined them yet. And Spencer, I'd never caught this before, but she's like, it's like Toby had to kill Alison all over again. And I was like, I thought we'd <laughs> Toby hadn't. 
Doesn't someone say that? Oh no, they say, oh, I thought we agreed that A wasn't Toby because A's gone after Toby too. Which then Arya's like, well, how much can we trust A because she planted, or he or she planted her? <laughs> and Hannah's just confused about it all because she's like, I thought he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, well, when did he become alive again? It's too funny. And then Emily arrives and they're like, oh my god, Emily, why didn't you come join us for studying? She's like, oh, you know, I crashed after practice. Also, this is where I questioned because I don't really remember what they were wearing in the hallway, but they all arrive and that Ari is in a short sleeve shirt. I think Hannah's in like a really <laughs> light jacket. I'm not sure what Spencer's wearing. But I literally wrote, are none of these people dressed for the storm? Gotta <laughs> <laughs> be in a jumper. <laughs> I don't think they didn't dress for a storm. They're like, well, we're getting driven here so we can still look cute. That's true. That is true. Good point. But then, yeah, so Emily's like, yeah, sorry, I crashed. (laughs) How was it? And I was like, we studied. They studied. I annoyed them. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. (laughs) Indeed. And then again, she's a little less like Warden, but she's like, did you hear about the memorial? It got smashed. And Emily's like, yep. (laughs) Yep. I know. I know about it. Warden. Big face Warden. But then, surprise guest in an episode you wouldn't seem to think they'd be in, through the big window, which means it's a drink because it's a big window shot, we see Ella. Mm, Aria is like, what is my mom doing here? <laughs> and she goes towards her. And just, they have like a, I think she goes over to her and she's like, bitch, what are you doing here, bub? <laughs> in her fated hallway. <laughs> yeah, her favourite hallway. <laughs> And Ella tells us, you know, she's a proctor. I didn't know what that meant. Um, me neither. I'm assuming like a... What's the word we use? Like a... Invigator. The thing. What's that word? It is an invigilator. That's not it. Invigilator. I don't know if this sound right. Because of person that watches over an exam. Yeah, that one. She's like, oh, I'm on the sub list because my hours at the gallery got cut short and she's poor now. <laughs> she's like, my hours got cut short and I'm paying rent to live above it. And I'm like, that's a bit, how can they cut your hours short? Why wouldn't they cut someone else's? I know. And Ari's like, oh, why didn't you tell me? And Ella's well, I was gonna, but you cancelled Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Monday. <laughs> Ari's like, if I said yes, it'd be like I'm accepting it. <laughs> Okay, Arya kind of annoyed me a little bit here because a part of me understands that she's hurt that her parents are separated, but also her mum did nothing wrong. No. Byron, little Byron, was the one who caused this issue, but she's napping at Ella and I'm like, bitch, have some respect for your mother. She's just found out. You knew a year ago, whereas Ella has only just found out about the infidelity. Give her some time, babes. (laughs) Arya can't. She's such a brat. She is a brat. And then, right, and then we go to, my notes devolve after sort of this, but I call it the Marin House to begin with. It's the Marin House. And Ash is hunched over some checks. She's balancing, I don't know, her money or whatever. And then Byron calls, because <laughs> of course he does. And he's like, I have does. to fax something. Which, all right, 2009. <laughs> then he's like, the power's out on my side of the street. What's it, is it out on your side? And I'm like, <laughs> the Marin Mansion is on the same street as what I... The Montgomery Shack. It doesn't fit, okay? It's not that they're poor, it's just that the styles, it's not the vibe. It's completely different, isn't it? Fine. The Montgomery Shack is down the road from the Marin Mansion. Maybe it's like right at the end of the street. Right at the other end of this long two-mile street. (laughs) 
Ashley's like, come on over, we've still got power. And he's like, also, while I'm there, can I make some toast? <laughs> I'll bring my own bread. And she's looked in the fridge and she's had like an empty fridge and she's like, you might as well bring your own jelly too. <laughs> I'm poor. <laughs> See, these two are confusing me a little bit because I'm thinking, did the writers have something planned for potentially Byron and Ash? Ooh. Because maybe not so much in this scene, but the next scene that we get of them too. But this one, I did write, is there something going on? So this made me think, because why? I know, obviously, he's ringing her because it's the character. But like, also, I don't know, they're just the way they're interacting. I'm like, do you think they maybe had something planned for these two? I don't know. It's just random. It's so, so so random like because we don't need this scene this no. scene doesn't need to have at all he doesn't need to fax <laughs> he does whatever he's fact and having toast at ashley's house but whether they put it in to move because if we're getting ella's side of the story it's time to get byron's side of the story i guess not that we really care about byron or freaking ella at this point but but we get way more of byron than we do of That's ella true. they like the creepy actor i guess i get your point yeah they do feel like the trying i was like hmm something <laughs> and we're in the library and oh no it's a test it has been postponed but if you need to call someone and you didn't bring your phone <laughs> this fucking tippity tappity guy at the front Lucas <laughs> can lend you his phone this is the teacher and then Anna's standing there and Lucas is like was she talking to me? <laughs> so no you didn't miss anything don't worry yeah and then oh because then she says can you help me with the test I need your help on the maths math sorry she's American so she doesn't pluralise yeah, anything nah. anyway, and he's like no I, I'm your marketing manager you've got three hits on your leather jacket or something which, okay. Yeah, she's still standing. And up. then the queen herself swans in and oh goes, God. Hey there, Lady H. I know you also answer to that, Hermie, but I was talking to Hannah. <laughs> I love Mona so much. Mona is so harsh. And Lucas comes up with a nice bag and, like, we get a little smile. And then she doesn't even stop there. She's like, Oh, listen to you in touch with your feminine side. So, would that be your right or your left? That's so funny. I was like, I had to pause. I was laughing so hard. It's really bad and it's really wrong. And in today, it would never it's happen. It's so bad. No, it would never be written. It took me off guard. I, yeah, I didn't remember her being like this much <laughs> of a biatch. I was just like, oh my God, she's not stopping. Like, she's still going. But Lucas and Hannah are just like giggling. And I feel like Mona's just default coping mechanism is just to be a bitch. Because when she can, she can see they're laughing, she's getting uncomfortable, and then she's like, "Oh, you can go now. This beauty doesn't need a beast." Before she says that, she does something equally as iconic, and Hannah's like, "Oh, you have to sign in," and she's like, "They know I'm here." <laughs> she's such a good girl. Yeah, and then she dismisses freaking Lucas like a dick. And Hannah doesn't even stick no. up. Like, I love Hannah, but she doesn't stick up him at all. They look at each other. He's looking at Hannah. Hannah's looking at Lucas. And he, she just looks at him. That's it. Nothing. <laughs> he just walks away. Such a dick. But then we'll get the table, I guess, with the three girls because we get another A message. We do. And it says, Hey, M, you are the only one with great expectations. Check it out. XOXO. Gossip girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. A. A. <laughs> but then Wilden comes in and he's talking to the nurse teacher lady. I call her a nurse because what she looks like. And he's like, I need to get into the boys' locker room, <laughs> which sounds really creepy. <laughs> I mean, he's just being creepy the whole time he's here, let's yeah. be real. He's just creep. 
they be whispering to one another. Oh, and then they're, they're talking because they're like, oh, do you think Jason's told them the story about what's happened, what Ali said about you, Spencer? And she's like, no, I don't think he even believes it. And they're like, why do you bring it up then? And he's like, to bring a wedge between us. He's just trying to, which why is Jason being a dick? Because he's like Alison, isn't he? That's what Spencer said when she confronted him. She was like, oh, you're just like her. He's like, in some ways I'm worse. So they're exactly the same person. Basically, they like to manipulate, drive wedges between people. So that's, I guess, what he was trying to do. But because she's like, oh, if he believed it, then he's had a whole year to go to the police about yeah. it and clear it Which, up. Because we agree this is fake Jason here. It's interesting for the way Jason's character goes later on, because I wouldn't say he's worse than Alison. <laughs> And see, is anything like her? No, that's it. It's so weird, isn't it? Because Jason, like, I don't think this is a spoiler, but he just he's a completely different Literally. person <laughs> when the real Jason comes back. It's nothing like the fake no. Jason. <laughs> it's so weird. I don't know why they changed it. But then Wilden comes waltzing in and he comes over and he's like, Hey, ladies, what were you doing last night? <laughs> and Emily's like, We were expenses. All those were expenses. Dang. <laughs> Immediately, she's like, yeah, we're all there, we're all there. And like, Arya, <laughs> ride or die? Yeah, Arya does, she's like, backs it up, but Spencer and Hannah have like a little glance, and like, we miss it. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't come. And they start asking, they're like, what were you doing last night then? And she's like, no, like, I told you. And they're like, why didn't you tell Wilden? She gets a little defensive. She's like, I told you, I'm at home. <laughs> she's my favorite thing here because then she goes to storm off and Arya's like where are you going and she says to the restroom if you don't believe me i'm sure we can all try squeeze into the store that escalated so quick you can see that everyone else is so confused as to like what's just happened because they're like how did that one question <laughs> escalate to her being so sarcastic and touchy 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 emily touchy she doesn't go to the restroom that's not where emily's going she, she goes to the Dickens section. In the Dickens section of their massive library and finds great expectations. And she gives it a shake, <laughs> opens it, and is trying to get something she out. She opens it onto like, highlighted pages, and I was like, what do they mean? Are we going to get like a. That's what I thought. I thought it was going to mean something, but no, it doesn't. No. There is a letter in there, or an envelope we see. The outside of the letter says to <laughs> Alison D. Laurentis. It's to Ali. I think it says who it's from as well, doesn't it? It says Emily. It's from Emily. Um. So Emily wrote Ali a letter in a little cute purple envelope. I don't know how many days, three or four days before she disappeared or got murdered. It was three, I think. Three days. I think we get that information. What does it say? I did, every time we got a glimpse of it, I screenshotted. Oh, I wrote it down a bit later. Okay. I have, so when she first opens it, when we can see that it was written August 29th, 2009. From what I can see, it says Ali. You may not like to here and then it goes off i have something something i have to say but i need to da, 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 get something off my chest you da, 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 something hurting me so i am so afraid of hurting da, da, and it, it starts cutting off it but it's like it's not enough i have to tell you how i feel is how this says immediately that's what we get <gasps> and then we cut again to an a message yes it's sent to spencer and it says <laughs> <laughs> The A text the Spencer says, define desertion. Desertion? Yeah, yeah that's the word. I don't know that before. Seems like you're about to lose Emily. Who's next? Bam, bam, bam. <sighs> oh my god. If I were them, having already previously received an A message that is like, 
kill Toby lol. I would not be calmly sitting watching for my SADs. I'd be scouring the library because my friend might be dead. Yeah. <laughs> my second friend to die in a year. Spencer shows it to Arya and to Hannah and then they have a little moment where they look around like they're looking for someone <laughs> and they're like oh my god is someone here <laughs> so dumb they also I've, I've literally drawn it but they all give the shocked Pikachu face they're like oh we get nowhere <laughs> classic <laughs> then we get dramatic music and then I guess some time passes because we cut to Spencer really sharpening her pencil <laughs> sharpening her pencil and those electric sharpeners I used to love those they were so satisfying <laughs> and then Alex enters and she's like oh my god I thought you were taking it like in the other room and he's like oh we've been told to come in here and anyway only three people from my school showed up Spencer brings up Mrs Hastings though yeah clearly she sent something in the air between them too because she was did something happen with you and my mum she's thinking of that board with her face (laughs) she's like I know my mum can be a bit touchy but blah 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 I can't remember what she says and he kind of just brushes it off saying like I need to focus on my math and he can't talk about he's like I can't talk about it which kind of just makes me think or Spencer think that there is something and imagine if you were (laughs) in Spencer's situation as a 16 year old and (laughs) you're sensing something between your maybe boyfriend and your mum would your mind would your mind be going to like (laughs) have an affair because I don't know what she's thinking like is she thinking that or is she thinking something she was a bitch to him they had an incident at the club the country club not a nightclub (laughs) (laughs) Mrs Hastings let loose (laughs) what she does we learn later she didn't let loose for a bit do but like I don't know where my mind would go like if I was in this yeah maybe my mind I mean my mind probably would go there but you did what with my mother (laughs) but then he runs when he's like I can't talk about this he runs He's like, not not my place. Bye. But we cut, and this is my favourite, one of my favourite scenes, because we cut to Hannah, Mona and Arya. So Hannah and Arya are on one table. Mona's behind Hannah on another table. And she looks up and Lucas is in the bookshelves laughing at her. Because so funny. <laughs> we were a little. And Mona's like, does he, Hermie, does she have a crush on me? Or like, she makes like a horrible joke again. She's like, is she he That's into it. me? Yeah. And Hannah's like... <laughs> No, it's just, that's my bag. Like, you got it online, right? <laughs> that's my bag. I uh, had to replace the handle after riding on the Jolly Roger. <laughs> and Mona gets kind of defensive. She's like, no, I don't know about online. I don't buy anything online. And then Hannah's like, no, like, seriously. And then she pretends like she knew. She's like, of course I knew that, silly. Like, <laughs> yeah. I did it to be goofy. She's, like, embarrassed by it. Which... I was thinking this because as you say it's one of those episodes you just kind of remember before this scene knowing things from the later episodes do you think Mona did know it was Hannah's? I guess so I don't know maybe but no I don't know why would it doesn't make any sense for her to like what would she gain? It's true it wouldn't be on her yeah yeah I just thought about it but then she's so freaking sassy because she's like, I'm really worried about you. You're hanging out. I don't know her direct quote. I do have it, yeah. She says, you've befriended someone from a different species and you've turned your closet into a swap meet. What are you, porno? 
it kind of is quite an interesting the scene this one because Mona's playing it off like her feelings because she's obviously embarrassed and she lies saying she knew about it and then Hannah here does the exact same thing she lies she's like oh you know I just didn't want it anymore I'll give you your money back obviously she needs the money that's why she sold it so they're both lying to each other when they were both uncool so why are they lying because it's interesting their friendship throughout the series is so complicated but at the core of it it's almost a superficial friendship now it is but also my favorite thing about this scene is Mona's like no don't worry about it my really expensive American bill can meet your really broke American bill in your purse it's fine and I think this is the point where Arya gets up but throughout the scene of these two bickering Arya is just sat there trying real damn hard to pretend <laughs> like she's interested in whatever the hell she's studying <laughs> this is so interesting I love math <laughs> math is my favorite thing but then she gets oh, fuck me we, all, we had one episode Yasmin one episode she gets up <laughs> And <clears throat> this melodic music starts up. It's the song. It's the stupid fucking it's the song. song. It's the song. Right, and I damn near have a heart attack because as soon as this music changes, I'm like, fuck, fuck, damn it. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> Even though I knew it was going to happen, but I don't know. But she sees, and I've written it here, the human ick <laughs> in a photograph. <laughs> And I have so many questions about this photograph. It's in the library and it's of Ezra and his poetry club. And he's got his hands over his crotch like he's pissed his pants. And it's this poetry club full of extras and nerds. One, it's put in as like, oh my God, it's club of the month. He hasn't been here all month. So how did that happen? Two, why is there a club of the month anyway? What does that mean? What do you get for that? And three, Aria, why are you not in poetry club, babe? That's true. Why is she not in poetry club? This picture. I was so upset when I saw it. You you were upset by the picture. (laughs) I was like, fuck's sake, he's coming. He's here already. His picture's here. Ezra, couldn't leave me alone for more than two episodes. I got one. He's looming over. Looming over us. He is. Stupid Ezra. Love the picture. With his two poetry club students. Though there were like five, he did have a solid membership for poetry club. They did just look like nerds though, so I mean, figures. <laughs> but then, it's like, oh, you're so mesmerised by this absolutely fucking atrocious picture. And the woman's like, honey, do you need something? And she's like, yeah. Can we leave? <laughs> But she's like, there's a tornado watch on. Nobody's going anywhere. And I'm pretty sure she says, nobody's leaving the room. I feel like she said room, okay? But then, as Miss Arya turns around, no Khan shoots out of his chair. Jesus Christ, can't wait. He jumps up. And he starts being like, do you like basketball? I have to get to the basketball game. Basketball, basketball, basketball. He never starts a sentence with hey. No, yeah, no, he doesn't. You're right. But she looks cute. She's looking up at him in awe. And he's like, do you want to come with me on a date? But not like a date date. It's just, it's a a date. (laughs) And she's like, no. (laughs) I'm busy. (laughs) She shuts him down so, so brutal. She's like, oh, I think I'm already busy that day. And he's like, oh, yeah, like maybe another season or something. He's like, maybe another season. Maybe another game. Hockey. No girls like hockey. (laughs) Oh, I felt really bad for him. Me too. I love Noel. Always. But he goes to leave. Doesn't he? Didn't ask permission. He's way too cool for that. He's no calm. <laughs> She's like, "Where are you? Where are you going?" And he's like, "They said we can leave the building." Which she said, "Room." But okay. He's like, "There's way cooler rooms here." <laughs> way cooler. <laughs> are you coming with me? And little are you little days. 
And she's like, Hickey. <laughs> I love this scene. I love them. It was a really nice, refreshing scene after having to be confronted with the human ick. <laughs> I liked it. I like Arya and Noel. I think they're cute. They suit very well. We do. And then two people that don't suit. We go to the affair man and mansion. <laughs> Yeah, Ash is about to make the toast. Power's still on at this point. She goes to make the toast and then the power goes. So Byron is in the middle of faxing Mike's permission slip to... The question about the permission slip. Because she asks what it is and he says it's Mike's permission slip. He's on a trip. He's on the trip. He's on a trip. So he went. It's a day late, he says. So surely they assume you have your permission (laughs) at this point. Ashley says something really clever. She's like, did you not ring the coach? (laughs) I don't, I don't know what he says to me. He's just like, no. He says it's too late for that or something. Like, oh, but but it's not late to fax something. Is the coach going to have a fax where he is or... Yeah. But then he's like, he goes for the sympathy thing. He's like, eh, I'm a very incompetent husband and dad. Oh, the sympathy I thing. Used to he, do this. this is the second time he's done it. It's the second time he's doing the whole sympathy. I'm a single dad. Others left me. Cry me a river. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, she's you got know. buckets to give. <laughs> she uh she's like i'll help you and they're having the single parent discussion again it's just like god stop going on about it <laughs> and then oh i love i love we're in the music no room on is strumming. he's strumming the guitar he's like babe can you even play the guitar and he's like yeah i don't tell anyone my parents have this fear that i'm gonna run off and quit college and start busking it's a secret Shh. <laughs> and i'm like it's so so it's so sweet he's such an angel but then he starts playing a song on the guitar and she's like i know this one my parents listen to it well they used to oh that's home and then the freaking lightning's like (laughs) yeah it's all dramatic he continues playing and then we get aria starting to sing it's cute she is a singer isn't she's got like a couple of songs she was in a cinderella movie oh i haven't actually seen her cinderella movie but i have it's not, it's not <laughs> my favourite out of the Cinderella stories, but it's fine. <laughs> and they like, he smiles. It's so cute. I love this scene. Like, it's a bit like cheesy, but I'm like, oh, age appropriate. No, it is cute. And they're proper like looking at each other. Eye contact is on. But I think it, it goes into like a little, not montage. I thought it was going to be a montage of like different people, but it's just M. <laughs> But I did like the scene with Anne. Oh, I love the scene with Anne. I thought this was a there good scene. There was a second scene. though, because she's reading her book, right? And then she hears Ali's giggle. And she sees through the bookshelves. Ali. And I'm like, oh my god, Em's lost it. <laughs> she's gone crazy. <laughs> she's gone. But then the lightning happens and Ali's gone. But she is in a flashback. <laughs> we get a flashback. And it's of Em and Ali in the library. Who would have thought? Obviously. Ali is on the floor <laughs> reading a book. She's giggling, I think, and Em's like, what are you laughing about? And she reads off some of these names that she finds funny. I can't remember what they are. She says they sound like stuffed animals. And then like Em sits down and Em is so cute. She honestly, like in the flashbacks, Emily is so like 11 year old. <laughs> She's so innocent. <laughs> She's so innocent. She's like, I had a dream about Jenna. Before the dream, you get another cute thing is because Ali, Ali's a little bitch, but Emily's cute. She touches Emily's hair. She plays with Emily's hair and goes, you should let me braid it sometime. And Emily's letting her touch it. And she's looking at Alison with these big eyes. She's like, oh, obviously you can touch my hair all day. <laughs> and then she says her cute. Oh, about the dream. And she's like, I had a dream about Jenna. So obviously I'm assuming this flashback 
takes place not long after the fire. Ali has a bracelet on, so it's after that. Oh yeah, so it's after that. And Ali's like, stop thinking about it, don't think about that. And Emily's like, no, 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 like, she was all good and she forgave us and she was better. She honestly talks like she's five. And Ali's like, oh, that's why I love you, because you're big on happy endings. And I'm just like, Emily's so sweet. And then I think Ali reads like a, she's like, oh, can I read you a bit? And she reads a passage from the book. Don't know what it says. Did you get it? (laughs) I didn't get the full passage. It's from the book, I assume. But it goes so hard into love. Like, it's like, (laughs) unexpected love. When you love someone so much and they're so innocent and they're so beautiful. Love and love and love. (laughs) And Emily's like, oh my god, I love her. (laughs) Which also Ali does say after that dream. Ali says, that's why I love you. You're big on happy happy endings. Yeah. So, like, she's really freaking hammering home how much she loves Emily. She is. And then. And then. After she's finished. Well, I don't know if it was, like, midway through, but Em goes in for a little little pet on the the lips. Ali's smiling when it ends. Does, yeah. She does smile. We think, oh, she enjoyed it. It Maybe reciprocated. We don't know. (laughs) And then it cuts back to present Emily reading the letter. And she's sad AF. (laughs) (laughs) She's very, she looks very sad. <laughs> not the same Emily that we saw in the flashback. No, not even. Bloody close. Did you get what I wrote? What, what I could see from the letter, anyway? Did you? Oh yeah, I, I screen screenshotted the oh, picture. You it. Oh god, I I wrote it down. What do you have? I have, what I saw was it says, sometimes I feel so close to you and then something changes. I look in your eyes and I feel so stupid. It's like you can read every thought in my head and you find it also hilarious. Like after we kissed and I I thought it might happen again and you just laughed in my face. But it's not hilarious to me. Maybe you think a kiss is just a kiss and that I'm just practice. But the way you act, it feels more like target practice. That's why I wrote. Okay, and then- There was more. There is more. It cuts off by the screen, but I can get, I don't know how you can go from kissing me one minute to hating me the next except that i'm and then this is cut off to catch on i'm starting to mm, something what it's understand what it's like to da, 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 and hate and then that's what where it ends and you can't see anymore which by the way emily in the uh, looking at my screenshots emily the night before had perfectly painted white manicured hands she has no manicure uh, in this picture oh, mm. oh nothing, yeah actually. she's got nothing she's got nothing so. on her now she removed that interesting oh well i think that's just how it ends that scene and then we go back to little lovebirds well they're not lovebirds yet not yet back to noel and aria she's still singing <laughs> i've written <laughs> so harsh i thank god please stop singing <laughs> you didn't you didn't like her singing I mean, she was a bit squeaky. And they were just like, it's just like, they're just staring at each other, proper intently staring at each other. I'm just like, can we just, I mean, they were holding contact for a long ass time, the entire time she was singing, he was playing, they were just staring at each other. Yeah, I've written that it was cute. I said like, Noel Khan's so into her. He's watching her so much. Oh yeah, he's so, he wants a bit of Arya Montgomery. Well, don't we all? Yeah, the time goes. It's not what she said, it's not what she's yes, singing. Min's rendition. So with, what happens next? I don't. No. What you wrote? <laughs> I. <laughs> I wrote. I have like two different versions of this scene in my head. No, I just want just to the the thing that walks in. What is your initial comment? <laughs> 
Okay. I'm not even going to lie. When, because they go, okay, Noel and Ara, they go in for a bit of a smooch, a kiss, and we get a shot of behind them, but towards the door. Yeah. So we can see a figure in the door, and I guess Noel catches the figure, and he stops, and we see that it is Mr. Fitz. And I got, I got goosebumps. Like good goosebumps? Not in a good way. I was like, oh my god, it's happening. It's happening. He's here, and he's seen them coming in, and like, what's going to happen? I felt nervous for Ara. <laughs> I love that our initial reactions are so different because your reaction is like you're so nervous for Arya. My reaction is they almost kiss and then Prick walks in looking like a priest ass <laughs> pussy. He looks like a priest and he has like oh, the white dog collar. It's not, it's, it's his actual collar, but he looks like a priest. <laughs> See, I'm gonna say something really funny here <laughs> because now Ezra in that scene, in that scene with the hair, everything is like the French teacher. <laughs> no. Jasmine, you have betrayed me. That's what he looked like. But I was into the whole dark hair, blue eyes thing. And that's exactly what the French teacher had. And in that scene where Ezra looks like that, that's what he reminded me of. I was like, damn. <laughs> I will concede to that when he sits down. But before he sits down, it fucking cuts to his face. And he looks hurt. Hurt that his 16-year-old not-girlfriend dared kiss a man her age. And then, Aria looks like she's seen a ghost. And then Mr. Fucking Dickhead is like, They want everyone in the library. Safety reasons. And Noel gets up. I mean, Noel's just like a normal kid, right? He just gets his bag and listens to what the teacher's saying. He's like, yeah, are you coming? To Arya. And I was like, oh, I'll catch up with you. I need to ask him some homework questions. You can ask it in the library. This woman has endless amount of homework questions. <laughs> That's her excuse every time she wants to talk to him. Arya needs help. <laughs> in so many ways. I'm dumb. <laughs> and also, so when she hangs up, I literally wrote, Mr. Fitz looks so stupid. <laughs> I said, has he had another haircut? <laughs> He's really wanting her to notice him. Because the haircut before that he claimed he had for her was atrocious. <laughs> His hair now, is it looks good. Because you... <laughs> I'll concede, okay, when he sits down and he has the curly little hair, I concede that he might look good, okay? Yeah, this is, forget Ezra, is the, the actor. The French teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you a picture of him next time I see him. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get, I get it. I just, I just until he sits down in the scene, I just think he looks so stupid. <laughs> he looks like a little boy. He cannot dress. He looks so dumb. He looks sad. But then little spicy over here starts questioning him. They go back yeah. and forth on this. Bitch, where were you? Where did you go? Were you sick? <laughs> Oh, that was so funny. Yeah, he says, oh, he went to New York to deal with family issues. Oh, but actually his issues. He needed to clear his head. And she's like, okay, are you clear now? Do you know what you want? <laughs> she's like, me, please be me. <laughs> then he says, oh, because obviously we know that he had an interview because we had yeah. it on the voicemail. And he does, he does admit to it. He's like, yeah, I interviewed at another school. And she quickly is like, so what? All you want to do is just not be here at all. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Also, I'm still laughing at my notes because again, I've written Ezra looks so dumb. I have a vendetta against. Because <laughs> then he's like, "Oh, can I just? Can you just let me finish?" Finish. <laughs> <laughs> She's so sassy. Uh, oh my god, this th what she says next. She says, "Oh, I've just gotten used to filling in the blanks myself. You told me at, ho at homecoming that you got your oh, that you got a haircut for me. <laughs> Honestly, and then <laughs> whenever they mention the haircut." It just makes me laugh so much. 
Because then I'm reminded at the fact that this is like a mid-20-year-old man <laughs> confessing that he got a haircut for a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> the funniest thing is that he told her about it. My boyfriend, I love moustaches, right? I think they're so sexy. My boyfriend currently got a moustache shaved, did not tell me about it and brought it up casually. And I'm like, you did my favourite thing in the world and you didn't think to mention it. Ezra gets two inches cut off his hair and he's acting like he gave Arya the Dalai Lama. He's like, I gifted you. Did you see this? But his hair looks better now. The, the haircut that he got at the homecoming <laughs> was just not a haircut, honestly. That was just the worst haircut I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, she's like, oh, and then you drop off the face of the earth or whatever. And then he, he goes a bit cringy here. He's like, I just thought about you every second I was gone. But I also thought about the consequences. Oh. oh, we build out a big word. I hope Arya studied that for the SATs. Finally got some sense. Has he? <laughs> no. Not sure. And then he's like, things need to change. And I fucking love Arya here. This is the only time I love her. Well, eh, whatever. In this episode, she's like, things already have. And then she out of the room. The thing that I don't get, okay, I understand. I love her sassiness. But then I'm also, I'm thinking about it from his perspective. I'm like, can he not see that she's such a brat? <laughs> she's so annoying. She's oh, yeah. so immature. Why do you want to deal with it? It's not worth it for the poem. Not worth it. <laughs> No, it's not. Like, is it? No. Why? Just find someone else. Yeah, she's just, she is, she's a thing, you know? I understand. She's a child. I understand. Like, she's oh, a I get her. She's sad. But, but seeing it from, thinking about it from him, I'm like, why do you, listen? Like, can't be asked. He's like our age at this point, right? Maybe younger. Yeah, like, oh god, like, I just couldn't be bothered just about to see her. Bye, I'm going <laughs> to New York. <laughs> the end. And then we go back to the affair Marin mansion. And now this is my favourite thing of this entire episode, actually, is Ashley has no bread. She has no jelly. She has no groceries. But you bet that bitch has wine. <laughs> is you. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, same. <laughs> She has wine. She's got some candles on the go. She's living. Byron's like, oh, do you know why Ella left me? (laughs) (laughs) She's in a conversation. She nods and she's like, does the whole street know? She nods like, (laughs) yeah. But Ashley doesn't take sides. She knows things aren't black and white. She's a bad bitch. I thought she'd be a girl's girl. So did I, but this is what I mean. That's what I thought. This is why I'm thinking like other writers trying to push push something here. And then we get a little story from Ashley about how it took her ages to go to see a movie alone or something. And she went to see Transformers 2. Before she gives her thing, he does give a speech. He whines about it. He's like, you know. And like, oh, does he, he ever stop like, whining? Bullshit, yeah. And as he's doing this, she's like pouring him wine. <laughs> More wine. Stop talking. And then she does. She did see Transformers too. Yeah, because she thought there wasn't going to be anyone over the age of 10 or something. But she forgot that these children have parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know why she brings this up. It's because Byron's like, I have a work dinner. And normally, oh, yeah. like, well, I have Ella there and she translates the menu for me. Like, if Ella's not there, I might eat. Go. And she's like, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, he's going to a faculty dinner to a Moroccan restaurant and he's like, oh, Ella will taste it because it's like a child. Ella's my taste tester. <laughs> and Ashley's like, oh, well, you can ring me. I'll translate the menu for you. Yeah, she said ring, right? She didn't say bring. Yeah, she says ring. And then he says, oh, you can just come with me. <laughs> and then the scene, the scene just like cuts. I'm like, bitch, I wanted to see what she was going to say. <laughs> it just cuts. It and I'm like, is Ashley going to go? Does she want to go? What do, how does she feel about it? <laughs> what does she Doing. And then we're in the locker room because we were moved, I guess, because of storm warning. Let's go. Because of the, the tornado. 
Yeah. <laughs> I haven't written what she says, but I've written Mona continues to be mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I, I wrote it down so lucas is a bit annoyed because this is his first chance to capture a real tornado oh, yes. and hannah's like oh you, you don't want to see a real tornado and mona's like of course he does he wants to get to oz so he can ask the wizard for a penis <laughs> that would never happen today <laughs> and then this is hannah finally gets some balls and sticks up her friend her new friend and she's <laughs> like you know what has he ever done to you aside from remind you that two years ago we were him mm-hmm. and mona's just like he bugs me and yeah, Hannah brings it back. She's like, yeah, well, I think you're the one who needs to trip to Oz. To see if the wizard can find you a heart. So Ooh. cutting. Mic drop. Damn girl. And then they walk around and casually sit on the smelly locker room floor. <laughs> I can't think of anything more. <laughs> no. Although I do believe it's the woman's locker room, so they're even more... Oh, I guess it's a bit yeah. nicer. Remember at Spencer and Alex are on... They're not on the floor. They're on like a bench, I guess. He's on a bench. She's just standing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And she's like, oh my God, why don't you take a break studying? And he makes a dig. He's like, not all of us have all the time in the world to study. And I'm like, oh, Alex. Cat calls. Oh. Yeah, he's so touchy about this whole Miss H thing. Well, I don't know if that's the problem, but that's what yeah, it's because then she brings up her mom because she pushes. She won't let it go. Classic Spencer. I mean, would you? Maybe. No. She, you know, again, what is she thinking? Is she thinking like, oh my god, have they slept together? <laughs> Did my mom get to my boyfriend? Is my mom also a paedophile? <laughs> what she doesn't know about the other paedophile in the room. Oh, I guess she doesn't. Yeah, and that's true. She's like, what happened? But he brushes off again. She's like, that's up to his mom. He up does. To Mrs. H. But he gives a bit more. He doesn't give anything. But his reply insinuates more. He's like, it's not up to me to tell you. Yeah, that's true. It's up to your mother. So implying something that has definitely happened. But see, now, if I was Spencer, now I wouldn't be thinking Alex slept with my mother. I'd be thinking Alex figured out my mom was sleep with someone that was my daddy yeah and now it's definitely like they didn't have anything going on between them two but it's he saw something that he shouldn't have seen okay. because he's like it's not up to me to tell because i think if they had a bit of hanky panky then it's kind of <laughs> equal <laughs> he could tell <laughs> Are you saying that's so funny? Because at the time of this recording, Heartstopper season two just came out and I've read the comics and the books and stuff and there was a scene about the dad says no hanky-panky <laughs> and it made it into the show and I've literally watched that episode about an hour before we recorded. So it's like really in my brain. <laughs> I need to watch that. Apparently it's really good. So good. It's so cute. It's so different from this show. Does that mean you have you have Netflix now? <laughs> no, I don't now. No offense oh. to Netflix. It was really funny actually because I think in our recording the original pilot episode or something, I talk about netflix and i'm like did i have netflix was i okay <laughs> no it, it turns out they're netflix but it asked me if i wanted to continue with something and i said no and i'm still using the netflix that i'm borrowing from uh-huh. nice for right now <laughs> until netflix cracks down on me yeah so netflix is fine anyway yeah so the heart stopper thank you thank you thank you thank you he gets up and walks. He just walks away. And I'm like, how big is this locker room? Where's he going? It's not that big. Then we cut to M in the still library the again. Library. She's she's still reading this massive, massively long letter. And we get another flashback. Bam, bam, bam. Which time right. it's in the locker room. <laughs> well, the thing. I have... We'll go through the flashback. I have questions about the ethics of this flashback, knowing the age of the actors. <laughs> but so, they're in the locker room. Alison just strips... <laughs> 
<laughs> and she's talking. She's like, I want to be an exchange student to France. I would like to go to Paris. And when I'm in Paris, you drink hot chocolate for two hours, shop for two hours, rinse and repeat. And she's like, speaking of Paris, I got this bra from a French catalogue. Put it on for me, Em. And she puts it on and has Emily like do it up. And as she's doing it, Emily's like, oh, here be my chains. And she starts kissing on her shoulder. Does she do that? I don't, I really don't know. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure how she read the room and thought, kiss down. But she did. And Alison whips around and she's like, what are you doing? And Emily's like, oh, I like, you know. But then she says, a kiss is a kiss. I like boys and trust me, if I'm kissing you, it's practice for the real thing. Which, rude. <laughs> And Emily looks so upset and she's like, fuck this. I don't need to be treated like this. I'm going to leave. But as she goes to leave, Ali's like, where are you going? You're my ride, remember? And so, and so Emily stops. waits. Yeah. I would not be waiting. We're never going to be in this scenario, but say I was and I was making my move on you and you were a bitch. I don't think I'd give you a ride home. <laughs> What is she doing? She's got no balls at all. She also missed the, the fact that M was, whilst Alison was butt naked, <laughs> M was giving her a bit of side eye, like looking at her. Ooh. Did you not notice? No, I was so focused. She was facing Emily with her boobies out. <laughs> And Em's catching a glimpse, she's looking up, just for like a split second. And I'm like, make it a bit more obvious, Em, why don't you? I think whenever Ali's on the scene, I'm mostly watching just Ali. <laughs> she's such a good actress that I'm like, whatever you do, dude. <laughs> yeah, Emily, I suppose Emily would be watching her up and down. But I, Ali doesn't care about I think Ali loves that, that Emily's doing. Ali loves it. She knows why she kissed her neck. She knows what oh, she was doing. Yeah. Even if she's like, what are you doing? She knew exactly what she was doing when she asked her to hook her bra. <laughs> she knows. She does that little sultry thing every time. She wants to watch Emily squirm and like suffer. She puts her in these situations that Emily likes and then instantly turns it around to make her feel embarrassed. Yeah, she does. But this brings me to the ethics of this scene. <laughs> now, Shay is an adult at this point. Shay, who plays Emily. Yeah. Sasha, who is Alison, is 12, 13, maybe. This scene? Really? <laughs> it's a good scene. It's a good scene in the show, but knowing how old she was made me uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I just, she just doesn't look 13. No, she doesn't. At all. I know that's how old she is throughout, obviously, season one, though, isn't it? Mm. And just, yeah, I don't know how old Shay was, maybe early 20. Oh, yeah. Like, she's not old, old, but. But, but there's still a gap. Did you ever watch the Netflix show Everything Sucks? No. See, I loved it, but there was it's got um Cassie from Euphoria in it, Sydney Sweeney. Oh, nice. There's a scene between her, she's uh, bi in it, I don't know, whatever, but there's a scene between her and a girl who is lesbian in it, and they kiss. Obviously not the whole reason it got cancelled, but one of the reasons it got cancelled is because Sydney Sweeney was 23, 24, and this girl was like 15. So they didn't, because the whole thing was a relationship, it was the whole point of the, it was building up to them getting together. Well, yeah, a little bit. I see. And so that was part of the reason it got cancelled, because so many people were uncomfortable by the fact that they had them kiss. Was it like a proper kiss? They make out. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like the peck that they had. But Sasha's still standing there in a locker room, presumably with just, what, like, nipple covers? Because she does. Well, she's not wearing a bra. Yeah, maybe she's just wearing, like, covers, yeah. Just the ethics. <laughs> but this scene, in terms of Emily and Alice, it's interesting. It's an interesting scene. Yeah. I guess it's the first time we get to see Em actually show a feeling. Because I guess we've, we've kind of assumed that Emily likes Alison, but this is the first time where she's actually made a move yeah. to show that she actually does like her more than a friend. 
friend and obviously but Alison she just knows she knew everything she knew Emily was gay yeah because she doesn't behave the same way with the other girl <laughs> only with Em if she behaved like with the others then I guess that's just her personality but she does it specifically with Emily and it's also kind of interesting actually thinking back because what we what we keep saying about Emily she's such a wet blanket she's so like a people pleaser in all of these flashbacks Emily's been the one to make a move I guess when it's just her and Alison it's like I guess in her letter she's like when you look at me it's like you can tell what I'm thinking and she I guess she feels comfortable because she thinks that Alison might reciprocate what she's feeling but then she gets that burn that she says about I like boys yeah oh god the fuck Alison and I mean it's, it's a big thing for Emily's character it is a big thing <laughs> we come back to present so much happens in such little time we come out of this flashback and then the power goes Emily gets up she drops the letter she picks up her bag she drops her bag she's like hello anyone here books start falling off the shelves. it's like a horror one movie one nearly whacks her on the head and she does a loop and I'm like why did you drop the letter why did you drop your bag what are you doing but then obviously she comes around she has like a loop like hello is anyone there and then she comes around and she's like, where's my letter? Where's my bag? Bitch, where do you think it's gone? <laughs> my favourite thing is that she says this out loud, which I know is, you know, it's a foot that you can't just have a like, look. But also it's something I would actually do. I would be like, where's my bag? <laughs> out loud, even though I'm alone. And the book's there, but obviously her letter's gone. Her bag's gone. Oh yeah, she gives the book a huge shake in case she folded it back and put it in the, the book. <laughs> the ghost hid it for her. The ghost who threw a book at her head, basically. <laughs> my favourite is that if I was Emily, I guess, my brain, if I believed in it, which I do not, my brain would be like, oh my god, Ali's haunting me. I'm reading the letter. I'm looking at the book. Yeah. What's happening? But then... <sighs> oh, your favourite person. <laughs> we cut to Ezra. Mm-hmm. He's in the supply cupboard, I guess. With a- a torch. I don't know what he's looking for. I think it's it's water because later on he goes, oh, there's the water. And then Ella enters too. And she's like, oh, we need some first aid supplies. And then they kind of have a bit of an intro, even though they're like, oh, you know, we met, haha, yeah, at the theatre when we asked when I asked you to join me and we had popcorn. <laughs> and then he says, I think he points, he's like, oh, I know who you are. And she's like, of course you do. We met in the dark. <laughs> 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 oh, tough, tough, tough. <laughs> and then he talks about the weather he's like oh how are you feeling about the storm and she's like no I love this weather but if we were on a plane it'd be in your lap yeah great cool beans yeah all good and then yeah he says oh I drove back from New York and Ella just blows more smoke up his asshole and he's like oh that's just dedication to do all that and oh god no wonder Aria talks so highly about you his little oh, face when she says oh I know oh my god it lights up but then oh my god this just makes me uncomfortable this whole conversation because then he's like i'm grateful to have her in my class she's a very engaged student he wishes she was engaged oh and then ella kind of gets more personal and's like you noticed any changes about her over the last few weeks because of me and my husband are separated and it's like bitch he knows all about he's like well i can tell you what she thinks about it word for word he's like oh you know nothing alarming she's very strong she's a strong beast and then Ella gets a bit tearful doesn't she she's tearful and she goes yeah she is but when she's hurt and she wants to shut you out you could die from frostbite and Ezra's face is like don't I know it (laughs) I can relate But I think that's a kind of, I don't like him in terms of writing, in terms of the character. It's a very eye-opening moment for him because once you've bugged up and she's pissed at you, she's not going to give you any leeway. And Ezra's thinking, yeah, 
damn, another haircut won't solve this. I'll be bald by then. <laughs> but the tension's broken because he finds protein bars because Ella at some point's also like, oh, damn, we're hungry, didn't they open the cafeteria? Yeah, they find loads of protein bars and they find the water and they need to make loads of trips back and forth. Mm-hmm. And Ella is glad Arya has Ezra in her life. Ooh, if only she knew. Only she knew. She was trying to get into her pants. <laughs> Anyway, back in the locker room. Yeah, we have Noel Khan and Arya. Noel, yeah. He says we should duet again. <laughs> it's cute. It is cute. Maybe I don't want to hear it, but sure. <laughs> Do it off camera. <laughs> but then, right, we get sidebar with Emma. Emma? Emily and Hannah. Emma. Hannah's ally. Hannah's like, wait, you admire? You can tell the gals. They won't mind. They're cool with it. Emily's face. She's <laughs> so fucking offended. She's like, how dare you? But she doesn't want to talk about it. She's like, let's not talk about her. But I have a question. We're at school. Maya goes to the school. It's SATs. Where the fuck is Maya? I had that question about Sean. Yeah, where is Sean? Where are the <laughs> other students? <laughs> Where's Sean? Where's Maya? Where's Ben? <laughs> Where is Ben? I miss Ben. Do you remember what Ben, ben. is in the show? Where's Jenna? <laughs> Jenna got kept home because of the blindness. Oh, in case she gets taken away by the tornado. Where's Jenna's dog? <laughs> That we never see again. What was it called again, Jen? Oh, I had a weird name. And then Wilden enters again from nowhere. And it's like, Emily, I think we found something that belongs to you. Come with me now. <laughs> and she follows him into the library again, because there's only two places in this episode. Well, the library, we get the... Which is what I love. They're also ride and die. Oh, the girls. the girls. And she's like, no fuck. And Spencer and Ari are like, guess we're going to the library. Yeah, they get up. I'd follow you into a police investigation. Oh, totally. So would I. I want to know the goth. <laughs> what did like, you do? Is this your bag? Which is on the desk and you can see it is because it's that ugly cream bag that she has. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lacey found that very funny. I did. I did. I'm sorry. Okay. The other girls aren't far behind though. Then comes barging in like, what is going on? <laughs> She's ready to fight. And then Hannah's like, we're supposed to be in the girls' locker room. But what are we doing? And Wilden is so... He's not a detective in the scene, okay? He's a shit starer. He's Alison's brother. <laughs> Again, he's clenching to be like... <laughs> Let me drop some knowledge. He's drooling because he can't <laughs> wait to ruin these girls' days. He's just like, oh, well, I'm guessing you you girls are used to being in the same places, aren't you? Or whatever he says. <laughs> it's really weird. And then he's all to M. Did you tell your friends where you were last night when you weren't studying for the test? His evidence I printed out earlier. Look at it. Look at you <laughs> in the broken remains. Of the he's like, I got some really interesting photos. And then gets his phone out, shows his picture. And this photo is just of M crying. She's on the floor of the memorial. She's crying her eyes out. It's raining. It's dark. The memorial's been destroyed at this point. But she's just sat, crouched <laughs> down on her knees, just crying, begging to Lord Jesus to help her. <laughs> it's so funny. And the girls are so shocked they're like oh, they are but Wilden's not finished no. <laughs> he's got to get his screen time perfected I thought here he was gonna start to blame Emily but no 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 he's like were you finishing Toby's work T for oh. Toby it's a Toby or were you clearing up his mess there's no oh did you do this Toby <laughs> Toby where is Toby <laughs> 
But then Emily's like, no, you've got it all wrong. I found it that way. He was already destroyed when they got there. <laughs> and then the Mordon's like, then why are these in your bag? And he pulls, <laughs> he, he pulls out the art, the ugly, of all the things to say, Emily, he pulls out these ugly ass art people. Again, he's like, did Toby want these as souvenirs? Bitch, give it a rest. <laughs> and then Emily's like, they were the only thing that weren't destroyed. And Hannah's like, you planted them. The memorial was Emily's idea. Excuse me? It was not <laughs> Emily's idea. Pam. It was Pam. <laughs> Good old Pam. <laughs> and then Wilden's like, yeah, nice cover. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then he pulls the letter <laughs> out of his pocket and he's like, do you want me to share it with them? Or will you? <laughs> he's foaming at the mouth. And he's like, this was dated three days before she disappeared. And it's all about how much you hated her. And how much you despised her for rejecting you. Oh my god. It's so into it. He was like, you were so happy at the funeral. There was no more chance for her to humiliate you again. Damn, he is he's loving this. <laughs> he's so funny. I don't think this is a detective's job. <laughs> he's just into the drama. Emily gives in then. She's like, I went back to the memorial to apologise to Ali. That note was so mean. But when I got there, it was destroyed. <laughs> yeah, and then she says that I loved Ali more than a friend, but I just didn't get the chance to tell her in the right way. <laughs> so this was quite a interesting because Hannah jumps in then and I teared up and now I don't know if it's because I'd been watching Heartstopper earlier and it's such a cute little everything's so adorable and it makes me so happy I cry Hannah's like fuck off give her the letter back or I will rip your head off she's so defensive of Emily in this moment and I was like tearing up and then Wilden's like I can't it's going to evidence (laughs) (laughs) I was so it was just so cute to see them be so ride or die Hannah being like I'm done you're not humiliating Emily anymore get the fuck over it let's go yeah especially when she knows now she knows that it was because Emily had more feelings for Alison than I guess a friend don't you be homophobic to my bestie exactly but then he just gets more angry (laughs) he raises his voice he's like why were the pieces in your bag (laughs) and then Mrs. H. Oh, Mrs. H. Just a note here before we go into what she does there's a massive fucking storm outside (laughs) And Mrs. Hastings, wait, firstly, the kids can't go home because clearly Rosewood High School is like 50 miles away from all their homes. But Mrs. Hastings can come back to the school, hair perfect, not wet at all. And she still has the umbrella. Who, who uses an umbrella in a tornado? (laughs) Mrs. Hastings. But let's also be real. Spencer's like, what are you still doing here? And she's like, I came back. No, you bloody didn't. You were waiting in the parking lot. <laughs> but also my favourite thing about this is she comes in and is like, what's going on here? And Wilden's <laughs> like, who are you? And she's like, her mother. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the girls start turning on him, don't they? Spencer's like, he accused her of killing Alison. <laughs> It's because she notices Emily's crying. She's like, why is Emily crying to Spencer? She doesn't ask Emily. Why is she crying? And then Ari's like, he went through her purse. <laughs> and that's it. That's enough for Mrs. Hastings. She's like, wait, 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 wait. hold up. He didn't want it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, what station do you work for? What century do you live in? They're all also standing there cross-armed. They're like, no, no, now they're big men. They're like, I'm a big girl now. Mrs. H is it. And he's like, ma'am, this is a police investigation. Stop putting your woman self in front of it. And she's like, actually, I'm a lawyer. 
as they're doing this, she's like, girls, wrap up. Emily, grab your things. Emily's sobbing, grabbing her purse. <laughs> Hannah snatches the letter from Morden's hand. She's like, Mm-mm. hell yeah. And then she's like, dude, what were you thinking? Questioning children. And he's like, I have a homicide to solve. And Mrs. Hayes then claps back with, no, you don't. You're done. You're done with this investigation. Unless you want to face down me with the opposition cancel. Burn. Mic drop. Hell yeah. Yeah, and then they're talking and the girls are like, oh, does this... They're in the locker room again, as they are. And they're like, oh my god, does this mean Rodin's gone? And she's like, well, I hope so, because I'm gonna... <laughs> but then she's like, I'm starved. I would like a girl, like a protein bar. Yeah, a protein bar. Which Aria here cracks me up, because <laughs> she's like, I'll get you one. And she does. She grabs a protein bar. But then she goes and sits with Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the protein bars are 50 centimetres away from where they're standing. So. Oh, of course. But then I want your opinion on this because Arya decides to give some unsolicited advice and is like, I know Alison loved you. Maybe not how you wanted, but she loved you. Now, imagine, this is a hypothetical scenario, none of us have partners. You have a crush on someone that's a friend. They disappear. Let's not say die, that's too morbid. They disappear <laughs> and they never fully reciprocate those feelings. I go up to you <laughs> to comfort you. You want a romantic relationship with this person. And I'm like, they loved you. <laughs> not how you wanted, but they loved you. You'd punch me, right? <laughs> It's, it's the least helpful piece of advice. It's not comforting no. in any way, shape or form. It would have been better for her to just say, if I'd known, I would have supported you. But not that, oh, I'm sorry she didn't love you like that. But she loved you, for sure. <laughs> but then it's, so then we get told that the storm warning's been lifted, but the SATs are getting postponed. But this is where it gets funnier, because this protein bar that I is holding, she chucks it behind her. I'm not kidding. She chucks it by her to clap. I didn't even notice that. She yeets it and then she just... Poor Mrs. Hastings is just starved now. Just dying in a corner. I paused it here because Arya throwing the protein bar behind her was so funny for me that I had to pause it to write it down. The bit I paused, Arya and Emily are like, yay! Spencer in the background is leaning against the locker like, oh. <laughs> Mrs. Hastings and Hannah. I think Hannah's celebrating. She's in a weird angle where I paused it. But Mrs. Hastings is looking Hannah up and down. She's like, mm-mm-mm. Oh, but I didn't even notice. It's only because I paused. It's just that the protein bar was out the window. Also, there's catcalling, which I guess, I suppose if we were sitting like tests and it got postponed, I probably would woo. Yeah, I think so. But maybe I'd be like Spencer, where I was like, I studied for this. Oh, what a waste of time. Now I'm going to remember it all over again. <laughs> Another day. <laughs> And then we get to the hallway where Spencer's in her locker for some reason that has big ass butterflies on the locker. And she's looking for someone. And Mrs. Hastings is like, who are you looking for? Alex. Exactly. And then she also brings up an umbrella for some reason. She's like, did you bring an umbrella? You took her in. Yeah, and she's like, yeah. And she takes one out of her locker. Bitch, there's a storm. You don't use an umbrella in the storm because <laughs> it's just not useful. Why can't use an umbrella when it's mildly windy here? baffling don't get it but also she thanks her for giving the law advice and her mom's like don't worry it was pro bono which is possibly the funniest thing mrs hastings ever said <laughs> go her Dahim. but before they leave spencer is like i need to ask you about what happened with you and alex <laughs> we are back here again <laughs> she can't let it go i think mrs h is like what did he tell you <laughs> and she's like nothing so 
they go into a classroom and Mrs H confesses all. I think Spencer's kind of getting mixed signals. She doesn't know what's gonna happen because they enter the classroom and Mrs Hastings closed the door and she's like, oh God. I can't remember what she says exactly. She says, oh my God, this requires closing a door. Maybe I should just walk home. (laughs) So she doesn't know what's gonna happen. Is it worse than what she thought? And then this is See, this is the thing. The way Mrs. H starts the story, it's like, oh my god, where is this going? (laughs) What are you doing? She's like, that one weekend where your dad took you and Melissa to DC, I stayed behind because I had work, but actually I didn't. I was drunk on Friday. On Sunday, I had a hungover and I can't remember anything from Saturday. So funny. At first, you're like, where does Alex fit into this? (laughs) Which day did he come in? And then she kind of goes into a bit more detail saying, I went to the club, country club, on Friday when no one was there. And she ordered a sidecar. Is that a cocktail? Yeah, it's a cocktail that I've just Googled, so I'm going to tell you what's in a sidecar. A sidecar is traditionally made with cognac, cool. I'm sure there's a French way of saying it, but cognac, orange liqueur, plus lemon juice. That's it. That's pretty... That's disgusting. The main alcohol was brandy. Okay. But she's like, oh, I had a sidecar after a sidecar after a sidecar, and by noon I was walking around with no shoes on. <laughs> Alex found me and he basically listened to her spill her guts and he later put her in her cab with her shoes. Yeah, she had to specify with her shoes. <laughs> with shoes. <clears throat> and then she says, I had a doctor's appointment earlier and they removed a lump from her breath and she made Alex promise not to tell anyone. Because she also said she avoided the country club for months and the next yeah. time she saw him, which I just imagine he was on the tennis court and she's like, don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone about it, you little shit. <laughs> And then Spencer's like, oh my god, why didn't daddy tell us? And Mrs. Hastings like, no, only like Alex knew, your dad didn't know. Yeah, he didn't even know. No one knows about this huge secret that she's kept. And then they have this cute exchange though. Did you write what they said? What, about Alex? No, before Alex. Spencer's like, why didn't you tell daddy? And she's like, Spencer, our family doesn't handle imperfection very well. And Spencer goes, being sick isn't an imperfection. And it's so cute. It's such a it's sweet cute. moment for them. It is. Because we don't see that very often. We never see that with Spencer and her parents. So it was nice to see it with her and her mum. Also, she just make a joke. She said she gave up sidecars for spritzes. <laughs> love it and before they leave miss hastings like by the way alex is a lovely kid and he's a keeper she said it's so sweet you it's so nice to see spencer have actual heart to heart with a pen i know it is because they haven't really got that yet not even with mr hastings i still don't know what their name <laughs> no <laughs> why i'm calling mrs h and mr h i can't think of their names at all <laughs> No, I might get it, be getting it confused with Riverdale, but I'm going to put it on record. Is her name <gasps> Veronica? Is it with a V? Oh, Veronica Hastings sounds What's like. the dad? Patrick. Peter? Peter. <gasps> you might be right. Put it on record. Episode 9, we reckon Peter and Veronica. Oh, you've actually just reminded me I need to finish Riverdale. <laughs> No, you've got Heartstopper to finish now. But then we get back to the flirtmobile. <laughs> oh god, we're back to Ash and Byron. The power is back on and he's like, okay, quick, let's do the facts. <laughs> Fucking hell. I think Mike's fine. But it got sent anyway. Ash is like, oh, it, it got sent. No, no worries, babe. But then they have this really interesting conversation. It's weird. And I, this is... This, it, 
<laughs> yeah. I think he wants company, right? And he said, yes. He's so thankful for the facts and the toast. Oh, the wine, sorry. He's like, oh, as a favour, I'll take Hannah to school every day this week and dinner on Saturday. And then they have like a moment. It's like a very brief two seconds where they like look at each other and Byron's like, oh, actually, what am I saying? I can't do Saturday. Mike's got a game and I promised to take his team out for dinner. And then Ashley's very quickly like, oh, yeah, Saturday doesn't work for me either. <laughs> and then it's just, again, yeah. Oh, but I think he says, "Oh, but we we can figure something else out. We'll make it work." He awkwardly swans out, and then Ash like blows out a candle. But I've literally wrote in my notes: this affair only lasted a blackout. <laughs> Yeah, it was just it was weird. I don't. Did the light come on and just ruin it? Ruin the vibe? It was weird. I don't know if they just had those two on payroll and they needed to do something with them, or it was to further that Byron's a single man, Ashley's a single woman storyline. Maybe. I don't know. I think it would have been interesting to see if anything happened between... We don't really get that much drama with the parents. It would have been quite nice to see something. I don't know whether they just didn't want to make the whole the whole episode in the school, whether they were like, we need another location. It was weird. Anyway back at school romance is in the air poor alex is just walking through the hallway and he's accosted literally (laughs) pounces on him they have a make out set there's a lot of quick short scenes towards the end of the episode so i don't think anything else happens between them two i mean it just kiss and then it's cuts to is it aria and noel aria noel i love the music i love the scene this moment's cute she walks up to noel and she's like actually i think we should go on that date date and i'm like (gasps) and then he's like when as if he didn't already offer her a date because he had tickets to the <laughs> but whatever. Friday, and Arya's like, she sees Ella in the background, and she's like, I think I'm busy Friday, but Saturday? And I'm like, oh. Yeah, she's smiling at him as well. It's cute. It's nice. A nice moment, because then she looks at Ella, and they have, like, a little moment. It upsets me a little bit, thinking back to Ella's quote. I know she's freezing as well, and I know she's being like, oh, I can do other stuff, but is she, at this point, using Norm? I think so. <laughs> I don't think she's consciously using him, but I think she is. Otherwise, she's just going to be feeling sad for Ezra again. And Noel's asked her out, so why not? Yeah, though. He he's rich. <laughs> he owns half of Rhode Island while his dad does. Exactly, and he can play the guitar. Mm. Apparently, Aria can't sing, but Noel can play the guitar. I mean, I would like to think that she's not using him because he's very sweet, very precious now. But it kind of seems like she she is. That makes me sad. But speaking of people using people, we get to Emily. She's in the library. She's <laughs> in the whole new light of the library, literally. It's bright outside. Yeah. And she gets the great expectations and she puts it back. She puts it back. Goodbye. Forever. Literally it. <laughs> that's it. That's all that happens. <laughs> And then we get Lucas and Hannah, and he proudly tells her that her jacket sold for $97. Nice. And also thanks her because Mona didn't didn't spit on him for two hours or something. <laughs> she's like, I don't know what you said to Mona, but thank. And they have a little friendship moment, and she's like, oh, you don't need to thank me. I'm your friend. She says, which is quite cute. <laughs> he runs away, and then he tries to, well, he doesn't try very hard, but he's like, Hannah. <laughs> He tries to call after her. His face all of a sudden looks very sad. He looks just guilty. He looks very something's wrong. All of a sudden, just as soon as she said the, that, I'm your friend. And then again, the camera turns <laughs> down to his feet. And it looks like he's wearing the exact same trainers that Emma's wearing. Well, Emily's supposed to be the poorer of the friends. So maybe they both shop at Bargain Bin. 
She bought his shoes. He's got white trainers on also. Mm-hmm. They are covered in mud, so it was not confirmed. But did he participate in ruining the memorial with Toby? <laughs> say someone's <laughs> wilderness. Oh my god, Toby. And then it ends and we cut to a scene and I cannot tell you how fucking excited I was to see this I stupid know. laptop. Stupid clip. This clip. That we will become so familiar. I know you with wanna kiss me. <laughs> I screamed at the screen. I was like, it's here, it's here. <laughs> Me too. Oh my God, we're so lame. It's Ali. Yeah, it's Ali. It's a clip of Ali saying, I know you want to kiss me. It's just a very short clip. She's got like a yellow tank on that we can see. It's the, the top. top. And we see, because at first it's just a clip and then it zooms out to show a laptop and we see some black gloves. So we know it's an A scene. <laughs> And A is putting a USB stick into an envelope that is marked for the police station. At the top it says A dot, but then they start writing anonymous, which is really spoon-feeding the audience there, but whatever. <laughs> and then that ends. And I, oh, it was such a good, I was so excited to see I know, this clip. me too. So exciting. And now you want to kiss me. And now you want to kiss me. <laughs> the amount of times we see Oh yeah, now we see it every time. Every episode. And then when he kissed me. Because <laughs> the ending, it was like, oh my god, Lucas. And I was like, oh, what a mysterious ending. And I suppose if I hadn't seen this before, I'd be like, oh, that's an interesting tidbit from A. But as someone that's seen this a million times, it was like, oh my god, Lucas, that's crazy. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> We get more information. It's very exciting. Yeah, I love this episode. This episode's great. Okay. Do you have a favourite I do, quote? and it's a Mona quote. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. Now, <laughs> and I think, I mean, I highlighted one, but I think it's going to have to be the other one, about where she says, of course he does. He wants to get to Oz so he can ask the wizard for a bean. <laughs> I just have to use that one. I like that one. That is so funny. Do you know what? I think mine's a Spencer quote. I think it is the one with her mum. <laughs> the door quote. <laughs> Which is like, oh my god, this requires a closing door. Maybe I should just walk <laughs> home. I don't know why it was so. Yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah, there were quite a few good quotes in this episode, to be fair. There really was. Who was your favourite liar? Emily. <gasps> Not even doubting it, Emily. Why? It's. She has some balls with the girls, which my second favourite quote is the restroom. Restroom. Thing. Oh, that's a good one. We could just squeeze in here. She grows some balls with the girls, and it's so Emily centric. Like, for me, there wasn't really any room for any other liar to get a favourite in there. And I hate Aria, so she was never going to win. <laughs> I have to second, second it, Emily too. As you said, the, the episode, I mean, it didn't heavily revolve around Emily, but it didn't revolve around the others at all, really. No. So it's hard to have one of those as a favourite, especially, again, Aria just pissed me off again because she's so bratty and annoying. Question for you. If oh. she was included in the group, would Mona have been your favourite line? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Mona. When Mona's in the episode, it's like Ali. Some of the things that she says, especially towards her. <laughs> Lucas. <laughs> again. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> so mean. I think this is the why. Okay, maybe this is controversial, but this is why I love old shows because nowadays you just can't speak like that. And I understand. I get it. But I also feel like we're just too sensitive. It's, it's fiction it's meant to push boundaries sometimes and that's just why I love shows from the early 2000s to like 2010 because they just they have that they have that humor they have that vocabulary and just makes it different it makes it funny as long as you don't take it too seriously it's not serious it's not documentary it's not real life it's just and also 
with Hermie, Hermie, the Hermie example, Mona and Ali are both painted to be wrong. Nobody agrees with them. Nobody finds it funny but them. But as you say, I think that's why I find it so funny because I've seen the show a million times, but every time I don't expect it, because I'm so used to that stuff not being used now. Yeah. So every time it comes out, it makes me laugh because I'm like, Jesus Christ, did they say that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it's funny because they did. Yeah, it is. I don't, I can't even remember the last time I watched something more modern. I'd say like from maybe like 2015 onwards. That has included things similar to that in a jokey way. You just don't see it and you know, it's fine, but it's just, it's also funny or just shocking, I guess, when you remember it from other shows. You're like, this is what I used to be growing up. I know, but it's when I was, when I sometimes see clips of the OC or One Tree Hill, those, the earlier seasons of those shows, Shows, they all have certain words that you just wouldn't use now and it's just like oh even i was watching the simpsons the other day and it was like the earlier seasons and they were saying things that you just oh my god you just would not be able to say that now it's just so funny <laughs> yeah it's it's funny because it's shocking right at yeah this point we're like oh, that's yeah I mean, Emily is my favourite this episode, I think. Which I do find so funny, because at the start of when we began this podcast, we were like, Emily's never getting a favourite. Emily's, I'm pretty sure two in a row at this point. Yeah, I mean, Emily's just a weird one, because she, I think her overall character, her storylines are just a bit meh, but she does have moments where she is great. I think that's when I like her. Thanks for watching episode nine. Yasmin and I are now going to go behind the scenes and chinwag some more. But anyway, (laughs) see you next week. Thanks for listening. Remember to rate and review, even if it's just to say, go Sharks. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at immortality.podcast.